Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us right now is former NFL defensive tackle Tommy Harris. He played his college football at Oklahoma, where he was an All-American, and he was taken 14th overall by the Chicago Bears in the 2004 NFL Draft. During his time with the Bears, he was a three-time Pro Bowler, and the team went to Super Bowl 41. He is now a speaker with a ministry called The Locker Room. Tommy, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm well. All right. Well, man, we're, we're glad to have you on, and, and I know you've got just a, an incredible story to, to share with our audience and, and looking forward to, to really unpacking that, that story today. But, but first up, how has the summer been going for, for you and, and your kids? The summer's been beautiful, man. Uh, just a chance to uh, slow down. Uh, it's hard for me when they're all home because I lose my calendar. I don't know how to function when I don't know their schedule anymore, so you know, just uh, getting that time back and getting them ready. Uh, it's almost over in Texas, so we got a couple weeks here, and they're, they're back at it again. <laughs> so it's one of those things you you love having them around, but it's uh, it's a lot on your plate. I hear you, yes, man. Well, well. So let, let's talk about your NFL career to to start, and 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 when you look back at it, what do you appreciate most about playing in the NFL and having had that NFL career? I appreciate most, um, I mean, just the opportunity to live out a dream, a dream, knowing that a dream can come true and having that um, as, a, as a, a box checked in my books already at my age, knowing that whatever you believe can come true if you work hard enough. And uh, to be able to fulfill that at such an early age, it encourages me through my most um, difficult times that I can and not that I can, I have. So knowing that I have done it so early, it always believes it keeps me going forward every day, no matter what I'm doing. That's what I've learned from the NFL. Oh, that that's neat. And and when you think about just your football playing days, what level of football did you enjoy the most? Uh, the level of football I enjoyed the most would been college. College was where you really learned your talent and uh, you know it's like all the guys that uh, when you're in recruiting. Out out of your high school, only probably about one or two of you will make it out mm. if you're fortunate. But when you get to college, you you're there with all the one and twos that made it out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and you and you kind of it is the most natural competitive level that you could play on, and you build uh, such a camaraderie between the brethren without the business aspect being highlighted yet. Uh, it is a uh, very safe place to play football and get an understanding of people and behaviors. And I, I find that to be my uh, learning experience. That's what college gave me a great, that experience was my best learning experience. And, and then when you got to the NFL, what were you most surprised by or, or what, I don't know, maybe took you, it caught you off guard as far as becoming an NFL player? 
I, when I got to the NFL, the thing that I was most turned off by was how it was just live business to know that you're just a product and you only got so, but I didn't know that to my second contract, mm. you know, and uh, that the first contract, you just still believe in it's like college and all that. But when you get that big, big contract, there's a lot that's required of you daily and you have to deliver that when they say, and it, it just started to interfere with that little pop Warner game that I fell in love with. Mm. When you know you're told what to do, like oh, it's it just because I paid you, you got to do this, and it just became a, a, a like a spoiler for me as for personal. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on unpacking it. He's a former NFL defensive tackle and spent most of his career with the Chicago Bears. And and I want to talk about a, a specific season, and it was the the, the Super Bowl year. And, and the, the Bears went to the Super Bowl. You're on that team. But you ended up dealing with a hamstring injury. And, and I was reading about how that really led you to asking God to change you. So, so what led to that? And, and how defining of a season was that for you? Oh, that was a, a, a great defining season for me, not just uh, on the field aspect, but spiritually. Um, I was spiraling in a, in such an area that I didn't, I could not understand the speed of what I was in. And that had to be, uh, my, my third year in the NFL. And on my way to the stadium, we was playing the Minnesota Vikings. And I told my mom, we always would pray before we get into the stadium. And I told my mom, I said, mom, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Mm. I said, I don't know what I'm turning into. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it feels like I just want to call the timeout, but it's not my time to call out of anymore. I, I owe him in someone else's time, like in a speedy system. So I just wanted a break. I said, Ma, I need, I need just a break. And she was like, you're going to be all right, guy. going to give you what you asked for. And you just keep holding on. Just finish your season. You're going to get so soon. I remember in the third quarter of the Minnesota Viking games, something just said, here's your break. They did his own left. The guard stepped down. I stepped down also to cover, fill in my gap. The right tackle stepped on my right foot while it was stuck in the ground, and the grass that was under my left foot flew up violently, and I did a split oh. while catching the running back. And the one play in the game that all the players run to the pile to and jump on is that play. Oh, <laughs> man. So it was like a, 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 a lettuce, piece of lettuce just, oh. and my hamstring tore totally off my pelvis. Oh and there, there, there goes your break. And that was the first time I also learned that the game of football life moves on. The, when they took me off, the game just kept going. Wow. And I thought that that was the first time I thought, surely the stadium lights going to go down. Something's going to happen when I go off the pit. <laughs> nope. Let's play. Let's go. So I'm riding back to the locker room. And I had to get ready. They laid me on my stomach. They they asked me to uh, lift my right leg. I lift my right leg. They say, well, lift your left leg up. And I had no connection with it mentally. Oh. Couldn't lift it, couldn't move it, couldn't. I tore everything from the nerves, everything down. So I had to watch my team go off to the Super Bowl and cheer for them. But that was like a great lesson that uh, I often think of when I go through what I'm doing with now. You know, the, the loss of my wife, the different things that I fight through on a daily basis. 
is just to tell you that the game, you make the best of what you have because life moves on. Mm. The game mm. moves on. So you got to make the best of whatever you have, man. And like, cause, uh, as sad as it is, you got, life will go on. That's so, right. Gosh. Appreciate the best of it. Mm-hmm. Well, man. Well, so so here you are. You're you're dealing with the the hamstring injury, and so you, you, in some ways you get what you you asked for. So so how did you you process that of you know dealing with an injury and having to recover? And and I assume you wanted to get back out on the field, uh, but then oh, also yeah. taking advantage of that time. Well, it just showed me to stop crying about whatever you have in front of you is what you have in front of you. And stop asking for something different because you asked to make it to the NFL. Mm. So now I get you to the NFL. And now you're asking, well, now I don't want it. So there's a growing up every man must do. Mm. And I believe through circumstances and situations, you get opportunities daily to practice and to keep practicing until you get good at whatever this behavior is that you would like to be great at. If it's love, how many times a day are you repping out this behavior? How many times a day are you repping out? If you don't like lying, how many times are you intentionally focusing on today not to do this thing? And what it ends up doing is cultivating through our life circumstance situations a real person that has a true behavior, whether the market's up or down. It can be trusted. And that's just what I try to practice on every day through my situations that I've learned to never give up, to keep coming back and to keep showing up, man, with a heart to learn and a heart to play hard. That's it. And you can't control the ups and downs of it, man. You just got to be willing to play through. Amen. I love it. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL defensive tackle. And uh, we're discussing his journey uh, on the football field, but but we'll also talk about some of the the key moments in his life off the field as as well. And, and, And we'll stay in the NFL because... You're you're having a, a great career with the Chicago Bears, and and you end up going to to three Pro Bowls, but but eventually the the Bears release you, and and so I'm curious, kind of the the other side of your career as, as far as the experience of being released, playing for different teams, what what, what was that like for you? You know, having a cup of coffee in Indy, uh, <laughs> and I got there, and it's like I had a quarterback curse on my career, like I never could just get that one quarterback that I could rush. It was always someone different. Uh, God bless Olin Krutz. Uh So many hands was under there. Uh, it's just that, you know, like when I got to Indy, it was just like I I went to Indy, but thinking that Peyton was going to be there. And then once I got there, my numbers screwed up their numbers. I had the greatest preseason of my life. Like I felt so good. I left from there and uh, went to uh, San Diego. So I had a good time there. San Diego, was, it was like I was just starting to learn how to become a professional and take my job serious and understand what I had in front of me. I have been gifted for so long, talented, but I never knew how to be a professional. I didn't understand it. I just thought it was a part of what I was doing already. But as I was, the longer I began to grow and to stay in the league, the, it became more levels and levels to the game of professionalism. So um, that's all I. That's what I basically learned from the traveling was finally learning that man, I'm a first rounder. I couldn't believe I was in Indy. Like, how they gonna get rid of me? Man, I'm the one that did it. And then next day, guys, constantly you're learning, you're humbling, getting different experiences. 
I had a great time, made great teammates in Indy. Then I went on to Sandy. When they cut me in Indy, I was buying a house. Indy oh. told me, you know, I was like a shoe-in for Indy. I had sacks, had an interception, had a great, but I knew I was getting cut in Indy when they let me play the whole last game of the preseason. I said, oh, something's up, man. Oof. Something is up. I've never been in the fourth quarter of a preseason wow. since I was a rookie, you know. I went out to San Diego, got into San Diego, and – uh Met uh, Takeo Spikes. Uh, I, I was, he was a teammate with me there, and he was one of the first that ever taught me true leadership. Mm. Um, he also taught me how to really take care of your body. Like He was like my big brother that I always wish I could have had if I came in earlier, played on the team with him earlier. Takeo Spikes was one of my, my greatest part of that journey and everything, man. I thank God for all of it. I wouldn't have ever met Takeo on that level, not yeah. just that friend or, you know, but a brother, brother. That, that's right. Each stop along the way, the, the people that we, we meet and, and get to experience, you know, a, a certain aspect of the journey, it's always valuable when we look back for sure. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on Unpacking It, and uh, he played with the Chicago Bears and the Colts and the Chargers, and it was a three-time Pro Bowler. And and so, Tommy, let, let, let's discuss really – the, the most impactful part of your, your life. And, and it's the, the story of, of your wife dying in 2012 from a, a brain aneurysm. And, and so what about that story and, and what you went through do you want people to know? And, and how do you use that, that story to, to inspire and encourage other people? Well, I live through that story daily. Um, it's just to... Uh allow people that may be dealing um, with the lack identity or the lack uh, issue in their lives where they feel like whatever they have is not enough is to know that I had everything and that wasn't enough. Mm. So there's a, a simple place in life where we just learn. I hear everyone talk about being happy, being happy. And I want to be happy. And that didn't make me happy. And that didn't like, I don't think the the job here for the human is to be happy. Mm. I think it is the job for the human uh, to be grateful, to come to a place of appreciation for what it has. And if it can make the best of what it has, it could be entrusted for more. Mm. And I, I believe that that's what I just try to quiet the noise of all these lies that you got to be perfect and uh, you got to make money to be people friends and you, you, you got to get the ladies and you got to like, there's a lot of narratives that are not true mm-hmm. that I don't understand. And I can't let them drown me out of what I lived through and knowing that there's no amount of money that can save you from anything. It were all just the right phone call from being broke or being uh, six months you have to live. You're all just the right before there's no, so it's trying to get the present back, the, the living right now and making it your best right now with what you have. And I'm taking that up, man, daily, you know, going through grieving for still find myself falling back. You never grow out of it. You know, it's like something that just gets better. It's a scar. It doesn't hurt anymore, but it's a scar. Mm. Uh, when I look at it, I remember that play. I remember how my hand got broken. And I remember when I look at my knee or feel it hurting someday. I remember what happened when I got cut against the dollar. So scars remind you also. So it's not like you ever just, I want to feel happy. And I no, it's just a part of coping and dealing with. Mm. 
And um, that's the, the main thing that I try to uh, just, as I learn, just try to live what I'm learning, uh, try to teach everyone to. And well, I'm really, I didn't know how much this helps me when I help others. And that mm-hmm. seems like the only way that I'm able to really make sense of this whole thing. And then I went through all the different persecution between people. I thought that was my friends. And after losing my wife, not seeing them again, and, uh, the people that didn't like out of all the people to kill spikes out of all my teammates that I've ever had, I had to kill spikes for like five months in San Diego. And we built such a relationship, man. When my wife passed, the Keo Spikes found my mother's address in Killeen, Texas, and showed up at her doorstep while I was in the room crying. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's moments like that where you can't replace, and then it makes sense of why you got cut. And it's well, right. like, it is all crazy. Like, man, you just. So I, I learned also not to talk so much during God's movie. But to just be a watcher, an observer, and to be appreciative of, of it, and it kind of lets go of a lot of the stress and anxiety, and to make the best. And every now and then, it's it's cool to say thank you, and to make a good habit of it. It's cool to say that, and everything's not stupid and dumb, and uh, it's it's cool to say thanks, mm. like change the narrative, and that's that's all I try to do is encourage guys that are speaking words of negative people that have been spoken over them that are not true just to continue to change the narrative and uh, and that like allow your voice to be the biggest voice over your life. And how do you feel about yourself? And that's what my whole situation that I've went through. That's what my wife teaches me daily yeah. is to this. Yeah. Go yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's a, it's a powerful perspective. And so I, as you've gone through this over the, the last seven years or so, how have you been able to, you know, just grow in your faith. How has God met you, you know, in this place and, and what has he revealed to you and, and, and what ways specifically ha- has your faith really grown personally? Yeah, my, my faith has grown. Actually, it's almost like, um, you know, all the stories, I got a little piece of David, a little bit of Job, a little bit of Paul, a little bit of like, it's like all these stories you begin to read and they make you, when you go through them for real in real time, and make you go read over them, and then you feel like you have a, a closeness with these characters and uh, how their lives uh, exemplify belief in the midst of tragedy, belief in the midst of storms, belief in being not being able to see and being the belief in the truth. So I felt like as I'm going through, my faith has a chance to be one of those characters. And I'm in it like, I, and if they could do it, I can do it. And if Job held on and yeah, he could blame, but he held on. If Paul, a scumbag can still be chosen and can speak the goodness of God. If David can lose a loved one and come back and go through what he, if like, come on, like all of it begin to speak of courage. Like it only makes sense to believe him even more here mm. because up there I wasn't even happy. So I had to be honest with that. I, I didn't think God was blessing me and stuff was going on. I was grateful for an opportunity, but I still was going through my spiritual to say, God, what am I doing? I know you did not birth me here to play football. Football was made in 1920. God, you didn't born me here. to <laughs> Like, I, I'm, what am I doing? So that was always a question. So now through these different pursuits uh, and these uh, 
different life lessons, I'm starting to learn how to just listen and stop talking so much during the movie. I only know I, I tell my kids all the time when they begin to talk while I'm talking, I'll tell my 10-year-old, I say, son, would you rather build your, your, your tree house on a 10-year-old tree or a 36-year-old tree? Hmm. And I've been asking him this his whole life. And he'll say 36. Well, okay, let me finish. Let me talk. So it, it becomes, you start to learn to get around older people, get around people that have the Jesus mentality. Whether you believe in him or not, he is my greatest superhero. Hmm. And if you go watch an Iron Man and all this, just imagine a man or a behavior that's so unselfish and unbiased. It just study his behavior. And if you could pick up some of the behavior, that's things that... I want to continue to do in my life is to pick up his behavior and not trying to be God, but just like Jesus was willing to give himself for others, take care of others, love on the one another. When you see somebody being picked on, stop it. Don't be filming and recording, mm. like have enough courage to step in doing so. Like it's just the courage of like his behavior was different of any man. And I, I think that's when you hear the word Jesus, he comes and he, he teaches God, presents the perfect behavior that a man can have in this body of this mortal clay. That if we can become that selfish of ourselves, then people, it can change things. Amen. And that's what I try to do. Stay out of the way, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's, that's great advice. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on Unpacking It, played his college football at Oklahoma. He was an All-American and a top draft pick by the Chicago Bears and uh, is is sharing his his story with us today on unpacking it, and I'm just so in, encouraged by you, Tommy, and 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 the fact that you, you you lose your wife, which nobody can comprehend unless you you've been through that. But but the fact that you've been able to rely on the Lord, lean into the Lord through this this process of of grieving, and and of course there there have been tough days and all that. But but you've continued to to keep your eyes on the Lord. And, and I know that there are other people listening today who they've lost a loved one, but they've decided to walk away from God. And, and there's, there's so much anger there, and they've gone kind of the other direction. So, so what's your encouragement to, to those people who, who have gone through so much, and, and I guess just encouraging them the, the hope that you've found in, in Jesus? I, I want to bring awareness to walking away. We, we can't walk away from God. Like the promise that God gives us is that he's, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So knowing that as far as we believe we're out of his sight, we're out of his, the father is right there ready for us any moment, any time already. He's, he's right there for us. There's also another promise I love about the Bible that says, man, I'll never, never leave you nor forsake you. Then he said, I'll never put more on you than you can bear. And this is when life began to change for me because I would always imagine the weight room. And I would imagine if I was going through a difficult lift or going through a difficult lift, whenever I wanted to rack it, I would look up and I would make sure I have the strongest spotter in the weight room that would would stand over me when I'm going for max lifts. And I believe that God is that thing in my life that for anyone that's dealing with that thing that's on them, the promise is that, He'll never put more on you than you can bear. So I had to learn that whatever I was dealing with, it is bearable. 
and mm-hmm. it is tough right now. But if you've prayed for growth, and if you pray this, or like all, all that stuff, I'm praying, God, give me a break. Now, God, just let me off. Like, and then, okay, now I give you a break. Now, God, heal me again. Now, help me. Man, God knows what He's doing, and I had to learn to let go, even in my darkest moments. My sometimes I wonder in my darkest moments, why am I going? Why? So God had to remind me, Tommy, that's what light is made for. So sometimes I must send my light in the situations it don't want to be in, but it's not about you. This mm-hmm. thing does not have to, it cannot be about you. You know what I mean? And once it becomes about you, then surely you cannot be satisfied. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have depression. And it's all different things that stays in that place. So I just encourage whoever's going through that difficult time to just hold on and know that troubles don't last for always. Hmm. And it takes the endurance. The more, the longer you hold on, I believe that it is growing something in you that you can't see right now. But later, there will be a bigger version of you, a greater version of you that shows up. Through, but th- you can't see it. You have to trust it through these times. So my prayer is for that every person that lost someone. First off, sorry. I had a man that said that the, the coolest thing to me after my wife died, he came in and tried to save her life. Say, well, he tried to give me hope that her life could be saved because he had just went through a brain aneurysm probably about a month before. Freshly scarred, was still in his head. Oh. And uh, he came and said, well, I got a doctor who heard about it, and we're trying to fly down there. They, they took a private jet flew from California, did all this, came down, came in the hospital. And right when he was, uh, he was there with me when I had to pull the cord with my wife. And uh, when I walked out of the room, he hugged me. And he said, I want you to know it sucks to be you right now. Wow. And, it, it, you know, everybody else's narrative was like, man, if that was me, I would have went crazy. I would have been telling myself, man, she'll be all right. She's going to make it. And everybody was talking, man, you're going to be all right. You're... Like, nah, it, it, to acknowledge that, first off, it sucks to be you right now. Yep. Now, get up off the ground. Let's go. We got rehab. We, we tore our ACL. We, we popped our hamstring. We're out for the season but this does not mean it's our life. It's what we make it. Mm. Now, if you don't want to do any rehab, you could just go and walk off the side and sit underneath. But one thing I want to tell you is the game will go on without you. Mm. And we need you in the game. So there's a part of this you got to do a part two. So I, I speak to the people who are under depression, even myself that's dealing with it. I speak against all those that God said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is, there is freedom, there is liberty, I come against anything that's bounding anyone that they're dealing with, that God comes to loose the shackle and they'll break them free. So just to hold on and know that right now in your darkest hour, God wants you to enlighten, reading, praying, meditating, working out, sweating, doing your part. And in your part, God will do his. Mm. And I promise mm. it, it'll all come together and it's coming together. So just hold on. We've been made to endure to endure, not to be billionaires, millionaires, not to be having all, like we we we're we're made here to endure, endure this thing, man, and make the best of what you have while you have it. Wow, no, it's inspiring stuff from Tommy Harris right now on unpacking it, and uh, what a just a reassurance to to know that that God meets us in our hardest times, and, and he's the one that gives us the strength, the power to, to keep going. We just got to rely on him and trust him and, and put our, our full faith in him to be able to, to walk through difficult situations and, and unbearable 
experiences that that really only he can 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 give us the strength to to get through. So so Tommy, I appreciate you. Who is, who is that? Who is that? John Apostle John John said that. Look how my it's crazy how my sufferings have goaded me closer to you. Mm. <laughs> wow. I know I don't want to go all bill like that, but that's just great. That's one of my favorite characters, you know, like Incredible Hulk is, you know, to everybody <laughs> else. Stuff. But John is like one of mine. Like I look at him like one of those guys. Like for him to say, "Man, it's crazy how even under this suffering, I found out how to be that same tough man I was out there doing all that and all that for that." I found out how I can do this for you. Mm. That I can wield something. I find out that I'm being created and molded when I decide to smile, when I know I shouldn't be smiling, mm. when I know I don't feel like smiling. I, I found more about you when someone treated me bad and I still respond like Jesus did back in a better way than they did with me. But it takes guts to do it in the fight. In the, but I want to be like one of those, the Hulk. And the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll be encouraged, man, for real. Just be encouraged, bro. Everyone. I'll tell you to hold on, man. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. That's right. Hold on. Everybody's everybody listening has been going through something, is going through something, or will go through something, and uh, and it's yeah. it's so crucial. Like like you were talking about having people like Takeo Spikes in your corner to have the people that we can trust, but but ultimately being able to uh, to walk this journey with the Lord and and knowing that uh, he see he sees it all and, and knows what we need and and what's coming and and how he's turning it around for good. Yeah, he wasn't sleeping. That's right. He wasn't sleeping when my wife died. Wow. No, that's that's powerful. Wasn't, yeah, I had to ask myself. I, I, he said, "You think I was? Did you? I was sleeping. Why? I didn't see it. It didn't. So even here, trust me. Mm. I know they talking bad about you. I know they saying that I. Oh, Tommy must have fell out of the wrong church. He, you know, I didn't know when you lose people, people will treat you like that or say that your belief is off. And this is why they're winning in time, and you're under it." It's a, oh, I say, look how people do you. I'm just lucky because I always ask to know God in a special way. But you got to be careful what you ask for. And I'm learning them different. But I'm loving, less like Paul said, look how these things have gold. It's creepy how I'm becoming closer in love with you through these sufferings. It's, no, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's good stuff from Tommy Harris. Yes, and, and, and man, well, well f- final question I did want to ask you about uh, you, you started the locker room. And and so it's a ministry for for young men, and so what what's your your passion behind this, and, and what are you hoping to uh, to allow the Lord to accomplish through this? Well, I went off to uh, therapy after uh, uh, I went through all those my wife's uh, diff- the, all the difficult stuff. But I, I went off and got some therapy for like twelve days at a camp, and I spent like so many thousands to get help. And I said, I wonder, I no wonder why so many people are screwed up. Mm. Right, you can't you can't afford the the people that can ask the right questions to get the answer out of it. Like it's it's crazy. So I said, I was, what if I could build my own platform for guys? And after retiring, I had missed the locker room so dearly, the brotherhood of it, and knowing how much we deal with and can't talk or really don't have a safe place to express our honesty, our truth without being violently judged or. So just to build that place, the locker room is just a place that we do a high school locker room, a college locker room, and a pro locker room where people could come, men come and sign up and just to have real talk. We play fourth quarters, uh, four quarters. We go through four different subjects with a halftime. 
where you go off and you reflect on the thoughts or you talk about different things, but it's an interactive panel where men get the tough question answered, uh, getting encouraged or they have a weakness that they can make it because I made it and you can do it and I'll be here to help you go through this situation. So I think the hardest thing in life was to know that life's game goes on, but the field might have changed, but the game is still playing. The field is, is, is totally different out here now. Like it, it is on a whole nother level. And I didn't know how much I needed a coach in this game of life. Mm. So um, it was hard finding different guys. And as the, as the, 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 the program consistently builds, it is just saying that more men are getting mentors that are getting help with the, with the hard questions. So that's all. I, and I think if we could do that, that will influence our communities. Our communities, can, you know, it'll spread out from there. That, that's awesome. The, the website, TommyHarrisLockerRoom.com. And you can follow Tommy on Twitter, TommyHarris90. Uh, again, the website, TommyHarrisLockerRoom.com. Well, man, Tommy, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you sharing your, your heart and your journey with us today. And I, I know people are, are inspired and encouraged uh, by you and, and and just your reliance on the Lord through all that you've been through. So so I, I greatly appreciate you uh, you sharing all that. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.